Hello, everyone. Welcome to To Be Heard Podcast, your weekly faith-filled and motivational podcast where listeners are encouraged, culture is challenged, and the truth can be heard. My name is Ayana Simone, and you could probably tell by the title why today's To Be Heard Tuesday is literally so important, you guys, because today's episode marks a hundred 100 to be hurt Tuesdays. You kidding me? I cannot believe it. Like I genuinely, I was thinking about it, thinking about the first episode that I recorded for the podcast. And I kind of already confessed this at the beginning of this fourth season, but your girl had no clue (laughs) what she was doing. Season one of to be her podcast. So the fact that number one, we made it to four seasons, that was a huge, like, wait, how? How in the world? Like, it's the way that, like, I don't even know how, y'all. But a hundred episodes, like, four seasons is one thing, but a hundred episodes, that means I've been sitting behind this microphone for a hundred weeks. That is so weird to say that. Like, whoa, how cool is that? But you want to know something even more amazing? Forget about me, y'all. I was looking at the statistics and the data for To Be Hurt Podcast and found that some of y'all have been rocking with To Be Hurt Podcast from the very beginning. Like, what? So not only have I been doing this for 100 weeks, basically, for 100 To Be Hurt Tuesdays, but some of y'all have been with me since the first episode. Like, can you hear me getting emotional? That is just bizarre and so humbling. And so before we dive into anything on today's episode, which I I just want to warn y'all, this is about to be a real fun episode. It would be such a shame if like the 100 to be her Tuesday was the lamest thing I ever recorded. So I have so much fun planned for today's episode and I'm so excited to dive into it. But before I do, it would also be a shame if I didn't pause And just say thank you. Like, oh my goodness, y'all. I owe all of you a huge, huge apology. Because I feel like I don't say thank you enough here on the podcast. And I have every reason to say thank you. Are you kidding me? Y'all are literally the best listeners in the whole freaking world. Like, that's just point period blank. From the beginning, I've always said I was going to give you the truth. And that's the truest thing I've ever said. Like, y'all are just the coolest, okay? And I just, I thank you guys so much for supporting To Be Her podcast, whether that's by tuning in or, you know, leaving a review, giving me that verbal encouragement. Some of y'all had told me to my face how much the episode or some episodes have have helped you. And that's always such a cool experience because because it's like, I just didn't see any of this. I didn't see 100 episodes. I plan to go as far as 100 episodes. And you better believe, okay, this is not like the end all be all. I'm going 100 more To Be Her Tuesdays. We're just pausing to celebrate today. I'm not, I'm never not going to do To Be Her podcast. People have asked me that before. And I'm like, trust and believe. As long as I have vocal cords, like, I will be heard, okay? Like, I'm not ever going to stop podcasting. But it's just like from the time of that first episode to now, just some of y'all's feedback or not even feedback, but just you listening or following the podcast page or sharing one of my posts on the podcast page. Like however you have supported To Be Her podcast, I just want to say thank you. It is just humbling. It really is. And I am most encouraged by you guys. Honestly, like I, as I stated before, as I say in every episode, basically um, since season two, 
To Be Heard podcast is your place uh, to be encouraged and for culture to be challenged and for the truth to be heard. And so as I hope that I've encouraged you, challenged you, and of course gave you the truth for all all 100 episodes like I hope I did that really really well I want to tell you guys that you've also encouraged me in return and challenged me in return and we'll talk a little bit about that for today's episode because of what we're going to get into um but I just love our friendship I feel like it's such a, a cool dynamic that you and I share like the way I you know especially in this fourth season where I sit behind this microphone and I'm heard but then you guys go out and then you're also hurt too spreading the message of Jesus like come on y'all I love that so much and I'm just very very thankful I can't say it enough I need to say it more but I truly can't say it enough I'm thankful for each of you and uh, doing this is a privilege like I genuinely have fun doing this now I've had moments um, in my life where it's like I'm obligated to do something and it's just not fun it's not enjoyable but it's like I have to do it the podcast the blog writing books none of that is like a burden to me I love to do this and so hearing your guys's feedback little side note about the book like hearing some of your feedback about my newest novel my name is anxiety and then coming to the podcast, just everything. Each time that you guys encourage me, it does mean a lot. And I feel bad because I feel like I don't say thank you enough. So this is me saying thank you. I need to say it more and more. I only have one more episode to really do that because while today's uh, To Be Her Tuesday is the 100th episode of the podcast, next week's episode is actually going to be the last one of the season. So we have plenty of reasons to mourn and celebrate. Like, I don't want season four to end, but gosh, like we have a lot coming up anyway. So I'm spending these last two To Be Her Tuesdays just having fun, uh, which leads me to say to honor and commemorate 100 episodes of To Be Her podcast. Today, we are going to do a Q&A and I am most excited for today's episode because y'all, for six months, you guys have been hearing from me, but when I do a Q&A episode, it's now my time to hear from you. And you guys have some things that need to be heard, some questions that need to be answered, and I am so excited to answer your questions today. I, of course, reviewed them all before I started recording, um, and I'm like, this is going to be a really fun episode. I love these questions. Um, but not only that, over on my website, um, where you can sign up as a member or a subscriber, I actually did a giveaway with my members and subscribers to celebrate the 100th To Be Hurt Tuesday. And that giveaway is for a free pair of AirPods. Come on, somebody. The charging case. I'm going to give you a little personal note in there. The whole deal. I did that giveaway just with my members and subscribers to celebrate that, which don't be discouraged. I'm going to do more giveaways, but you have to be a member to be a part of that. So go on over to aonasimone.com slash members. Uh, sign up so that you won't miss my next giveaway. But uh, to celebrate 100 episodes, that's what I did for my members and subscribers. And towards the end of the episode, I'm going to announce the winner. So be sure to listen to this episode all the way through so that you could see whether or not you won. I, of course, want to say thank you to everyone who entered. Doing a giveaway is always just lots of fun. It's just a cool way for us to interact. And I love giving y'all stuff. I mean, how fun is that? And a pair of AirPods, like, come on, somebody. Like, you could be that girl, that boy with a nice new pair of AirPods. So 
so happy to do this with y'all and again just want to thank you so much for participating in that because um that that was one of the ways that i felt celebrated for the this 100th to be here tuesday so thank you thank you thank you but y'all let's just dive right in okay because as i said before i had some of you send in your questions um via instagram or um over on aonismo.com in my newsletter um i included that as part of the giveaway send in your question and so we have a nice handful of questions today that I'm just excited to dive into. It's a nice mixture of silly and serious questions, which I'm very, uh, I want it to be intentional about because yeah, of course, I love answering, you know, the serious questions. And um, there's a handful of that that we're going to dive into today, which I've been very uh, prayerful about. And I'm, I'm praying that Holy Spirit would just take over my response because these questions are, um, they just mean a lot to me and I want to make sure you get the answer you need. Um, but there's also a nice sum of silly questions too because for those of you who know me I promise you I am more silly than I am serious a hundred and ten percent like I obviously I'm very serious when it comes to my work my job but outside of that is is he he ha ha like I have no I'm actually probably <laughs> the least serious person you'll ever meet and if you think I'm serious I hate to tell you but you don't really know me then because I promise you oh child sometimes it's like I need to tone it down and like actually get serious but I love to be silly I love to have fun and so I wanted a nice mixture of that and that's what we have today so with that being said our first question is so fun, and I absolutely love this question. I love the person who asked this question, uh, but let's just dive in. She asked, if your life was a movie, which celebrity would you want to play you? Which, again, love that question. My response to that, I didn't even have to think twice about it when I first read it. Um, immediately, immediately, Kiki Palmer. Are you kidding? Oh my gosh, I love I literally adore Kiki Palmer I think she is the funnest most sincere person like obviously I don't know the girl and of course my goodness I don't have to say this but there's plenty of things that she said and done that I don't agree with but that goes with just about everybody right but I seriously, I just admire the way that she is always herself. Like, she's so hilarious. I literally belly laugh at all of her interviews. She's hilarious. She's confident. I learn a lot from her. And I actually, the reason why it's a no-brainer for me to say Kiki Palmer is because um, I kind of, like, watched her. I don't want to say watch her grow up. That's weird. I'm younger than her. But I watched a lot of her, like, her movies when she was a little girl. So like Aquila and the Bee, classic. And I remember watching that over and over again as a kid and wanting to be her so bad. Like, come on, Aquila, you know, like, cause I saw myself in her and she's this young, successful black girl who can spell the crap out of you. Like this amazing movie, I loved it. And I've always wanted to be her, especially when she did a movie with my literal husband he was my childhood crush for like the first maybe 10 i don't know i maybe even 11 years of my life jump in y'all corbin blue oh 
that was my man. Like, he was everything to me. And so when she was in that movie, I was like, no, the way I would, I literally want to be her. I, I like, I've always wanted to be her. And then so seeing her grow in her career and just who she is, I really do have a deep love for her, especially she's a mom now. I just, I love her so much, always wanted to be her. And so if I had to choose who's going to play me, I feel like she's like, we have the same level of goofiness. And obviously I'm talking like I know her. I really don't. But like from what I've seen, she's just so chill and funny. And she just, she doesn't take life too seriously. And I love that. And so after spending most of my childhood wanting to be her, if there was ever a movie about my life, which would be cool if there was, I would definitely want her to play me. Because I feel like, I feel like we would just get along. I don't know. Kiki hit me up. But that would be my answer. Kiki Palmer could play me in a movie any day. Um, speaking of movies, though, the next question someone asked is, what is my favorite movie? Which, love this question, because um, if my friends were here, they would already, they already know what I'm going to say, because I watch this movie religiously. Like, I literally watch this movie once a day. And saying that out loud is like, yikes. Like, that's actually kind of embarrassing. But y'all, me and Shrek 2 go way back, okay? Like, I love me some Shrek 2. The soundtrack is just out of this world. Like, chef's kiss. Love the soundtrack. But the movie itself, I can't explain it. It feels like all of Gen Z has the same answer. I see so many like TikToks and reels about like how we just love Shrek 2. And I'm like, I honestly don't know what the draw is. But that movie is literally like my favorite. I put it on when I'm working. Like I really do. Like just the past time, I'm like, let me just watch Shrek 2 right quick. It's so funny. I can't explain it myself. But since high school, I don't know. Like, if I had a bad day at school, I remember just coming home and putting on Shrek 2. And my day would just get better. Like, I don't really know. But let me just say this, though. Because I'm about to get on my Shrek 2 soapbox. Like, the uh, the movie, I don't really know why I'm so drawn to it. But I will say Shrek 2 is the most elite movie for a lot of different reasons and I I didn't even get into all of those reasons but I'm legit like Shrek 2's biggest fan and I will continue to watch it forever I literally watch it once a day I'm not kidding like I put it on to go to bed at night like it helps me sleep (laughs) this is so funny when I say that out loud it's like that I don't know something may be wrong with me but I love that movie. So thank you, friend, for asking. Um, I promise everyone who asked the question, I wouldn't say their name. So, but thank you for asking. I hope you watch Shrek 2. You're gonna, you'll thank me later. Don't worry about it. Anyway, okay. So a couple of fun questions here. I want to move into a little more serious question because again, I wanted a nice mixture of silly and serious questions alike, and that turned out really nicely. I love all of the questions that are sent in, but we're going to move into a little more serious question asked by one particular listener. Um, She gave me a little bit of a backstory before she asked this question. Poor girl got her Instagram hacked, um, so she was giving me a little uh, backstory. Um, She says, my account was something I worked really hard for from posting good quality photos, even down to brand partnerships. I haven't been able to get back or I haven't been able to get it back, but I felt God telling me to launch a new one this spring. 
I guess my question is, what should I do differently this time? And how do I invite Jesus to my Instagram? So I'm going to hit that question. Um, how do I invite Jesus to my Instagram? Because I do think that's a really good question. Um, for a lot of good reasons, social media can get some flack sometimes, especially from the Christian community. Because, I mean, if you think about it, the amount of time we spend on social media is probably not healthy. I didn't look up statistics before this, but I already know. I mean, it, this is just me looking at my own life. Like, I probably spend way too much time on social media. And so, for that reason, it does get a lot of flack because we understand that time is, well, time, I almost said time is money but that's not what I meant to say but like time is precious and what we do with our time does count and so if we're just spending our time filling our brains with whatever pops up on our feeds like that is not uh that's not all that healthy and so with that being said while social media can have its downsides it also can have its good sides uh and part of the reason why I think that is because as believers which this particular person is a believer obviously um but as believers we can use social media as a tool to spread the gospel and to uh you know preach the good news and post encouraging content from the bible like I think it's always a healthy space and um I know for me I really love the people who I follow um I'm always when I get on social media like I'm encouraged actually because I just follow good people you know, like I get um, a nice Devo or, you know, I get to watch a reel of what someone else is learning. I think that's a tool. And so as far as how you invite Jesus to your Instagram, the best thing that I can advise you is to just be authentic. Like don't post anything on your Instagram or any social media platform. Don't post anything outside of what God has taught you outside of what you've studied in the Bible or outside of what God has spoken directly to you. Because I do feel like anytime we just start kind of like following trends, I guess, or we just, we see something really cool on someone else's Instagram page. And so we kind of duplicate it and make it our own. Um, That's fine and everything if it's not about Jesus. But when it comes to like inviting Jesus into your page, it has to be the Jesus that you know, not the Jesus that someone else knows. And so I bring that up to say, like, on social media, while it is a tool, it is also a space where anyone can fake anything. Like, you can post a scripture verse, you can post a video of, like, any Devo time or any verse, and it not be authentic to what you're currently walking in or what you've walked in before, what you've studied before. That is not inviting Jesus at all. That's like a, that's just you playing a part you know so if you want to invite Jesus to your Instagram just be authentic just talk about things that he's already talked to you about you know post things that you've already studied things that you've already walked through things that you've already learned from Jesus like that is when um, I feel like your followers can best uh, relate to you and trust you too because they know you're not just posting content to post content it's easy to do that too like trying to follow a trend or hack the Instagram algorithm like all of these things just share what God has put on your heart to share don't try and pull from somewhere else because Um, People can smell fake. And I personally, I'm not a fan of fake. I'm not a fan of plastic. I think it's unfortunate because a lot of times people do just like create Christian content for the, the heck of it. Like no heart, no passion for the people who follow them. Just trying to get a bunch of views and a bunch of likes like that is that's actually really sad. So to make a long answer short, girl, 
just be you. Just post about things that God has already given you. And I am kind of using past tense because um, I know for me, I don't do this perfectly, but I, I caution myself posting things that I'm currently learning. I like to post things that I've already learned. You know, like I like to post my testimonies. I think that's um, a, a smart way to use social media. But anyway, I'm drawing out this answer. Just be authentic. Whatever God gives you uh, when you study or just some things that he, sometimes, you know, he'll just drop things in your spirit. Share from that place. Don't try and, um, you know, voice a, a message that he didn't give you, but he gave to someone else just give uh or share what he's given you and i think that's going to show up really beautifully on your instagram page and i think um that's a cool way to create community when you're just authentic and you're true to who you really are like the person that god made you to be so um i hope that helps that's really cool that you even want to like invite jesus to your page i think that's such a um cool cool thought you know and my prayer for you and for your page is that anyone who comes on it with uh get the good news be encouraged and who knows like some people i know have given their heart to jesus because of a post they've seen on instagram so keep doing what you're doing girl invite jesus in and i hope my small piece of advice helped you um okay moving on to the next question again it is a little bit more serious uh this question is actually about modesty which um let me just read the question and we'll we'll dive into the answer but this particular listener asked um in terms of modest clothing where do you draw the line thank you so much listener for asking this question it really is an important one and it's definitely a question that i am handling with care because I feel like that word modesty is uh, usually found under the umbrella or it can be found, um, not maybe not usually, but it can be found under the umbrella of purity culture. And I know a lot of people who've been hurt by purity culture and modesty has been preached in very poor ways. And um, unfortunately, a lot of people feel condemned because of how modesty has been preached and they feel judged and all the things. And so uh, this topic of modesty is one that I want to handle with care. Um, But I'm glad you asked because I probably would never talk about it publicly if you didn't. Um, And that's just because I have my own conviction about who I am as a woman, like what I wear, um, who I present myself as, like I have my own conviction and I don't expect every Christian girl to have the same conviction as I do. Um, and my best example of that is like, I, I don't wear long skirts and turtlenecks and I won't like, I'm just not going to nothing about that appeals to me, but you may be listening in long skirts and turtlenecks are your jam. Like go you, you know what I mean? Um, I'm very, I will say I am very, very confident in my convictions and I'm confident in how I dress. Like I'm not confident in a lot y'all. But I could put an outfit together, okay? Like, I'm very confident in my outfit choices and how I, you know, how I feel, how I look when I walk out in a good outfit. Like, I, I'm very rarely insecure about one of my outfits. But anyway, girl, I don't want to stray from your question. Um, where do you draw the line with modesty? 
the best person um, to talk about modesty, in my opinion, is the one and only, the one and only Sadie Robertson Huff. Um, she made a video actually four years back that I actually saw maybe like a year after she posted it. So it was a while ago when I saw that video. Um, so when I read your question, I'm like, let me just hit up Sadie because I know her answer always stuck with me. But she actually gave a, a cool picture in that video. And I'm actually going to um, email you back, my friend, the person who asked this question. I'll email you the link back just so that you have it. Um, but in talking about modesty, she she made this uh, comparison to a moment her sister had. Um, her sister was visiting them, I guess, in Louisiana. And Sadie explained that Louisiana is hot. I've been in Louisiana and she wasn't lying. I'm still sweating from my trip from the, to Louisiana. It's hot down there. But her sister was coming to visit them and she was dressed in like all winter clothes, basically. And she was complaining about how hot it was. And Sadie was so confused, like, okay, well, you're wearing like clothes that you would wear in a snowstorm. Like, what's going on? And her sister was like, well, the weather app said it's 40 degrees out. So I just dressed to like what the app said. And then they found out later that her app was on the wrong city. So she was dressing like she was in a different city. And Sadie used that example of like, sometimes like we look to our phones and social media to tell us how to dress, but that's just not the city we're from. Like that may be how someone, it's another city is dressing in 40 degree weather, but here is hot and we won't dress like that, you know? And I thought that was a cool picture because um, essentially what she was saying, and I think she said this directly, she's like, modesty has little to do about what you're wearing, but it has everything to do about what you're representing. And um, I think if we're using that analogy of like being from a different city, I love that because some people, you know, I'm speaking as a believer, okay? And I know I'm, I'm not of this world. Like I am a pilgrim, okay? I'm a whole alien here. I don't belong here. This is not my home. And because I belong to a different city, I want to represent the city I'm from. I want to represent uh, like kingdom mindset. I want to re represent holiness. I want to represent purity like and I know these terms are some of these terms are trigger words for people but when I say holiness and purity I just mean like I really just mean staying true to the person God made me to be like again it's little about what you wear and most about what you're representing and I want to represent who I really am in Christ and I know like there have been moments where I put on something and while it may not convict you and convicts me because it's like I feel like I'm not representing myself where well with this outfit on. And so um, even just breaking that down to its simplest terms, like you don't want to be going outside of your home uncomfortable in an outfit. Like that's one of the worst feelings. Like you're just not confident. You you just feel different. You're not sure of yourself. You, you don't walk with confidence. Like your shoulders are kind of slumped. You just don't feel like you. I think when you know who you are and you know what you represent, like it's just going to naturally show up in what you wear. So as far as where you draw the line, I guess ask yourself, what do you want to represent? I know for sure what I want to represent, but like ask yourself that question, especially if you're a believer, understanding that like we represent something totally different than what the world represents. And um, I think when you recognize that and you know that, you're going to choose pieces that um, tell that story pretty clearly. You know what I mean? So I thought Sadie handled that topic really well. And again, I will send you the link directly if you want to check that out. Um, but yeah, that would be my response to that. Where do you draw the line? Well, ask yourself what you want to represent. Because again, I'm 
fairly confident in what I put on. And I know part of the reason for that is because like, I just know what I'm representing and I feel comfortable in it. And in moments when I'm not uncomfortable, that's when I know like, okay, I probably shouldn't wear this if I'm uncomfortable. So, okay. Anyway, moving on. Thank you so much for asking that question. That's a very, very good one. So uh, let's move on to the next question. This person asked, how do you begin to love yourself after being heard all your life by your family? And when I read this question, um, when it came in, and of course, again, before I started recording, I really do just like, I hear so much pain behind that question. So I want to pause and acknowledge you, the person who asked this. I am so sorry that that was your story and that was your past. Um, I can just feel the pain, like even reading that aloud, seeing that in my email, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, um, so I'm totally praying for you. I really am I'm not just saying that, but I am praying that um, just for you because I can't imagine the kinds of wounds that came from uh, your childhood and being stuck with a question like that shows that you've been you've been hurt pretty badly. And I just want to say I'm so sorry for that. Um, I was thinking about how to answer this question and I can answer this in a short answer or I can answer it in a long answer. So I'm choosing the long answer because this is um, a really important a question and and I want to answer it to the fullest extent like I want to give my best response to this I don't want to blow through this at all and so uh part of the reason why I'm grieving with you is because your family literally is the first group of people you meet when you enter into this world um and so with that being said your family is like your first introduction to the way the world works like your family teaches you whether verbally directly or indirectly um you know how the world works there they they influence your belief systems your values your your customs your morals um and the scariest part about it is that your family does actually serve as like your first uh idea of what god might be like which is scary i say again very scary because people aren't perfect like God is perfect God never sins he never makes a mistake but people are far from that like we are imperfect and we make mistakes all the gosh darn time like and so being that as a young girl or maybe you're a guy listening to this and you want the answer to uh, if you're a young boy you get a lot of your first signs early on of like oh maybe God does have a short temper like my father or maybe God is emotionally unavailable like my mother like you pick up on all these signs of what god might be like and then you grow up and in your adult life you have all of these like distorted views of who god is and the only reason why i bring god into this is because he is the only person who can tell you uh who you really are like he's the only person who can tell you uh the truth about who you are and whatever your family told you as a little girl, or again, if you're a guy listening to this, um, you, you, a guy who didn't ask the question, but maybe you're listening to this and you want to know too, I'm trying to use both. But um, as a, a young girl, a young boy, uh, you might have been told some really untrue things about yourself by, again, some of the most important people that you'll meet in this world is uh, your family, you know? And so your family might have lied to you about who you are. And because they lied to you about who you are in your childhood, it's easy to believe those lies in your adulthood. And when you try to love 
an untrue version of yourself, it really is very difficult. I'm going to go as far to say it's impossible trying to love an untrue version of yourself. Like, um, let me pull from an example from my own life just to make this clear. But for a lot of my young life, I thought I was very like, I I thought it was annoying, like I thought it was a bother to people that I uh, soon started to believe that I was worthless, that I wasn't, you know, and I didn't get this at all from my family at all, but from like peers at school, bullies, whatever. Um, But I started to believe these lies about myself. And then when I would hear messages in church about like, um, love your neighbor as yourself. And I'm like, well, I'm literally terrible. Like, why would I love myself? So it was so hard to love myself because I didn't even didn't even believe the truth about myself. So I think starting there is important. Like you have to recognize what lies have you believed about yourself from childhood that you still believe today in your adulthood or young adulthood. I'm not sure how old you are. but take a look at what you believed um, back then and see if you believe it now. Um, and not just whether or not you believe it, but whether or not it's true. That's the game changer. And I would imagine uh, with all the wounds that, um, I don't even know your full story, but um, how you've been hurt as a kid, I would imagine that you've been told a lot of untrue things about yourself. And I think you need to spend a lot of time with your childhood self recognizing and identifying what some of those uh, things like the things that you were told and seeing whether or not it was truth or a lie. My guess is that uh, a lot of what you were told is uh, a lie about yourself. So you have to identify that. And again, the reason why I bring God into this is because you do need truth and the truth is found in the word of God. You need to find out the truth about yourself. God says in Ephesians 2 that you're a masterpiece. Was that told to you in your childhood? If it wasn't, uh, what was told to you in your childhood was a lie because the truth is that you're a masterpiece. The truth is that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. The truth is that God does have a plan for your life. The truth is that you were here on purpose. You were born on on purpose and God does uh, know you. He's known you before you were even formed in your mother's womb. Like God knows you. He loves you. He sees you. That's the truth about who you are and that's what you need to cling to. Um, because then when you start believing the truth about yourself, it's so easy to love yourself because you know what's true. But you can't get that if you um, don't believe in the truth. And the truth can really only be found in one place, and that is the word of God. If the truth is found in a different place, I would send you to the different place. But the truth is only always found in the word of God. And um, I am actually going to refer you to an episode I've done before. This is back in season three. It's called Work the Word. Please rest assured, I'm not sending you to another episode of mine for clout or anything, but I genuinely, that episode, um, I've heard from a lot of people how much it's helped them, and I know for sure how much it's helped me, but I present a technique there that might help you um, ditch the lies that you believed in your childhood and heal from those wounds. It's not just, um, because it's not easy when you believe a lie for so long, sometimes you don't just unbelieve it, you know, overnight. Sometimes it's a process, but I I pray that you start that process today of just, um, unlearning a lot of those lies and believing the truth. Um, so listen to that episode. This is back in season three. It's called work the word. And right after that episode, there's another episode I recorded called how to love. And it actually talks about how to love God, how to love people and how to love yourself. I go in full detail in that episode of how to do that, but I'll give you the the short answer, the, the cliff notes version. Um, but the best way to learn how to love yourself is by receiving God's love first. Um, that's ultimately how you're going to love anyone, yourself, your enemy, your neighbor, God. 
it all starts with receiving his love first. And um, I know sometimes to me, it's been told so many times like, oh, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. And I had a hard time believing that because I just I thought the worst, the the most terrible things about myself that I just couldn't believe it. But when I started to believe the truth about who I am, uh, recognizing number one, the first truth is that I am deeply, sincerely loved by God. Um, it was just easier for me to just give in to that love. Even when I didn't understand it, I didn't always feel it, didn't always sense it uh, all the time, but um, threw myself in it. And so I say the same for you, girl. Like, you are deeply loved by God. Like, you you don't even know. He has such a big, oh my gosh, such a big place in his heart for you. He is madly in love with you. I mean, the man is just obsessed with you. He really, really loves you. And um, I think when you start to receive that, it's so much easier to love yourself. So um, there's also a sermon, and I'm just going to email this to you. There's a sermon about the love of God that helped me like insanely. Like it still makes me cry to this day. So I'm going to send those three, those two episodes I mentioned in the sermon to you. Um, But the way you start loving yourself to make long answers short, um, you receive God's love first. And, um, of course, if you, you find yourself having a hard time receiving his love, I would imagine that's because you believe so many lies that just need torn down. Um, and God's love can do that. I mean, it's a, truly a reckless love. It can break down any wall. It can heal every and any wound. And that's my prayer for you, girl, is that you just experience his love. And um, I pray that the resources I send your way helps you a lot, a lot, a lot, because it's very important, um, very important. But thank you so much for asking that and for trusting me to answer that question. That's really, really, um, I just pray my answer helps you. But um, one more question left and then we will close out this 100th To Be Her Tuesday. Still can't believe it. But one more question left and I saved this one for last on purpose because I have a, a fun announcement to make about season five as we come to the end of season four. But Uh, This person asked, how do you film slash record um, and do essentially your podcast? So glad you asked because you're we're probably going to revisit this question in season five. And I'm just giving you a hint of what the theme of season five is. But um, I am humbled that you asked this question because, you know, today is the 100th episode. I've been podcasting for four seasons now. And still every day, I am learning how to do this. (laughs) And I'm not saying that like a false humility, but I freaking mean it. Every day I learn something new about podcasting and I'm like, whoa, like I'm so behind. Like, so every day I learn, I get better. Um, And I honestly, this is the honest to God truth. I don't have a perfect answer because this has been asked to me before. Like, how do you plan for your episodes? What's your outline? How do you do that? I genuinely like I find a topic that I'm passionate about and I just put pen to paper and sometimes I will like it's not I don't recommend that anyone does this but this is it does work for me sometimes I will write out word for word what I'm gonna say um not to read off of it word for word but just so that I have it like in writing and then sometimes I'll go back and I'll highlight like okay as long as I say this it's a good episode or as long as I say this it's a good episode Um, I will say now this is actually a pretty good nugget because this is what I gave the last person who asked me this, but, um, always have a strong mission statement. Like the podcast, um, from the very beginning, um, has been encourage people, challenge culture, let the truth be heard. 
Um, and not only is that my mission statement, but that has always been my mission statement. And that is to say, once you have a mission for a podcast, don't change it. Like, I've never once touched the mission before. Like, the Instagram bio for my podcast page has literally, I've touched it once. Um, and that was when I made the account. Like, I'm never going to change the mission statement. But when I um, plan an episode, I always look for, okay, where is the encouragement? Okay, got it. Where's the challenge? Okay, got it. Where's the truth or the scripture verse that I'm referring to? Okay, got it. Like, that's basically, it's not really an outline, but it's what I refer back to. Like, having a strong mission statement will drive your podcast. Um, And more details on that, season five. Um, I won't give you the full-blown what to expect for season five, but I am shaking with excitement pretty much season five is planned and i'm actually attempting to do um a creative element for the podcast that i have never done before so this summer is going to be real fun figuring that out but i'm excited i'm looking forward to it and um i trust and pray that y'all are excited with me um i can't wait to see how season five plays out i think it's going to be something sweet something good But with that said, guys, that was all the questions I had. Thank you guys so, so much for sending in your questions. I had a blast from Trek 2 to Modesty. I mean, come on. What a perfect episode. Perfect way to spend 100 Two Beer Tuesdays, right? Uh, But before I close, I told y'all I was going to announce the winner of the AirPod giveaway at the end of this episode. And um, I put in my notes, big and wide, do not forget to announce the winner because I was afraid I would do that. Because believe me, I would be the one to do that. So without further ado, my friends, um, as grateful as I am to have spent this uh, 100 to be here Tuesday with you, we're coming to a close, but I have to announce the winner of the free pair of AirPods, the charger, the note from me, all the things. Drum roll, please. da 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 Natonia! What? What? Congratulations! You won the pair of AirPods by Random Raffle. I literally put all y'all's names in a bin, did some shaking, and your name is what I pulled out. So, Natonia, congratulations. You won yourself a free pair of AirPods. And I hope that not only would you enjoy it, your music, all the things, but that you would come back for season five, my friend. Listen to the podcast in style with your fancy new pair of AirPods. It's my privilege and my honor to bless you with that. And I want to thank you um, for participating in the giveaway. You are so special. And again, I'm so glad I was able to bless you in this way. But thank you, everyone who participated in the giveaway. Thank you for those of you who maybe you weren't a part of the giveaway, but you still sent in a question via Instagram. Thank you so much. I so appreciate it. It was the funnest time ever answering your questions as a way to celebrate this 100 to be her Tuesday. Y'all, I can only be heard for so much, right? I want to hear from you guys. And so this was a cool moment to pause and just hear from you. You guys had some super insightful questions and I'm grateful. And I don't think this is the end. Um, I'm totally anticipating um, for to be her podcast to get better and better. I want to grow wiser, not just as a podcast host, but as a person and everything that I learn in my walk with God. Um, from my worst failures to my greatest successes. Like, I just want to keep learning. And everything I learn, I want to bring to the podcast because uh, God drops some gems sometimes, you know, and those gems need to be heard. And so if I can encourage you, challenge culture, and let the truth be heard via this podcast, it's just my pleasure. So 
I love you guys so deeply. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you don't mind leaving a review of the podcast, if you enjoyed this episode, to celebrate the 100th episode, one more moment, leave a review. Uh, let me know how you've been enjoying To Be Heard podcast for the last 100 episodes. Uh, tell me what season has been your favorite so far from season one, season two, season three, season four. Like, let a girl know. But please come back next week because we are ending out season four, believe it or not. And I'm going to make it just as special as I've tried to make today's episode episode so can't wait to see y'all in next week's episode you'll hear from me right here on to be heard podcast